into the ultra ultra duo. I don't know what I would call it. Welcome to the Terror Dome. Oh, okay. Let's go. Let's go. Base! Go, go, go. How low can you go? Death Row. What a brother know. Once again, back is the incredible Rhyme Animal. <laughs> it's Public Enemy. It has to, everything to do with it. Mm-hmm. Has to do what you do when Real. you did. Okay. Y'all ready? Y'all oh. ready for this? Everybody bounce now. Yo, DJ, fuck this party. Alright, now we're just we're going off the rails. I almost slipped. Almost slipped on a slippery banana sure you peel. Know, so what's up with this Pokemon thing? I, I left it there from last. I know, but don't. Don't. <laughs> I, I know, but don't. You're going to fall off your chair. No, I'm not. Welcome to the Higher Energy Superpower. This is episode 25 of the Turbo Duo cast. A silver anniversary of the Turbo <laughs> Duo cast. How was it? Oh, a 25 piece? 25. I am your host, Salvatore Mata, and to my left is my brother from another game show lover. He is the oral assassin. He puts the ass in classic gaming, everybody. It is Trenton E. Wright the third. The third. Wanna be my lover. And we have another special guest today coming up from last episode, and that is... Turbo Duo and a Another half. special guest. I've been on every single episode. Okay, well, so you're, you're not special. There we go. All you right. are not a special I mean, person. I'm special. So you're just I'm a not, normal, everyday I'm, I'm special, seven-year-old. but I'm not a guest. Well, you know what? Society <laughs> might want to tell you that you're special and then also tell you you're not. I just think you're amazing and you're my son. And you are Salvatore Thomas, Thomas Mata in the building. Esquire. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, listen, listen to Jeb there, and um, you know I think this episode is going to be fifty percent much better because we have the fifty percent of me, which is Salvatore Thomas Mata. So we're excited to have you here. You excited to be here? Not Sick. really. All right. Great. I am excited <laughs> to be here. You got to fire that out. You got to be ready to go. You yeah, can't, you can't be, hesitate. You, you can't be waiting for I want, it. I want to talk about games. Look, it, in want, life. I don't, 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 don't want to be sitting around here all day long. I know. No. I understand. But in life, anything you mumble ain't getting done. That's true. <laughs> you remember that for life. So, you know, it hasn't been that long. We've been getting a couple episodes out here. So we've, we've we got our, our last episode said, out. Nobody knows it but me. Which is more of a pickups episode. But you know what? We um, we had a couple of pickups today. So, it, you know, we might as well talk mm-hmm. about it. It won't be a large segment. From but um, let's 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 talk about some pickups. I'm a fan and, of uh, I'm a fan of large segments, ooh, though. I, Listen, uh, I know that uh, I, I know that you are. Um, <laughs> but sometimes you got to be versatile, Trent. I'm versatile. Right, That's well, how I like to pronounce I, it. I I think I think you are as well. So since you are so uh, versatile, um, <laughs> would you like to defer and let Salvatore go first and show us his first uh, you know pickup he'd like to talk about? Normally, I'd like to do a coin flip and yeah. then defer. 
you know. I think the people would love that. <laughs> Tails or knuckles. But um, <laughs> off off camera. <laughs> Did you hear what yeah, he just I, said? I heard. Uh, they need a coin like that. We, uh, Tails or knuckles. Yeah, That's we good. did a we did a rock paper scissors off camera. Uh-huh. And, and he won. <laughs> yeah. All right. What did, what, right yo, what, what he beat you with? <laughs> Straight flush. Oh no, he came with the paper. I came with the rock. You know, yeah, you you got to go with the rock, baby. <laughs> yeah. You know. So, all right. Well, Salvatore, you have a few things in front of you. Some game related, some not game related. But Ooh. you, know you what? could find this a way a, to make it game related. This is this is a fun podcast more than anything else. So, tell us what what do you got in your little uh, picnic basket there that you'd like to talk about? Pick a, pick an item. Uh, hey, boo boo! Mm. I got a picnic basket. You need to pick up the microphone because you got to be talking and telling the people. I, I don't know what to choose yet. Well, so how you about you just start from the top? <laughs> <laughs> or, or don't. I think, I, I think. Oh, I'll do this last. Okay. <laughs> or do you want me to go do so it can, first? Yeah, so I mean, you can. What do you want me to do? Yeah, you got it. Pick it up. <laughs> Whatever you want to do. One of our, our favorite <laughs> um, somewhat modern systems is uh, is the Wii U. Um, I, I think we've no, talked. that's not what I'm talking. I think about. we've talked about it, Trent. Probably. I'm not I'm, talking I'm not, about it. You need to be quiet right now. Um, we've talked. We've. I think we've talked about it on the podcast how the Wii U is sort of like a modern, almost a retro console in the way that it is is really just a games machine. <laughs> a gamesman. And when I say machine, I mean that in all senses of the word. Like, well, talk about like this. a machine, as in like it just plays really games, and then it's also got a phenomenal amount of phenomenal games. <laughs> Relative to the size of the phenomenal library of the phenomenal Wii U, so it's like AJ Styles. It's 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 so AJ no, Styles that no, it sh- no. they should have a AJ <laughs> Styles edition of right. the Wii U, the phenomenal, the phenomenal the edition of the Wii U, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and it should do like a, some kind of weird moonsault off of the ropes. Uh, yeah, you know, a Hagushi Roshi, Ex- one of those exactly. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't even know if that's a real move, Wait, but I'm gonna first? assume it's, it's that it's half is. a real move. Wait, I can't can I pronounce the, the actual name okay. of it. Wait, can I do these so two? Podcast etiquette, Sal. You can can't I, be talking over us while we're talking. But can I do these two first? <laughs> sure, go ahead. I need to get them. I just talked about the Wii U, so you need to talk about the game There's you have There's no rules Wii U. here, you know? You need to talk about the game you have on Wii U. Go ahead, tell uh, them. The game? The game and what game is the, it? The games. Dead air means clicks to other mm-hmm. videos, Salvatore. Uh, can you hold the mic Sure, I'll me? hold the mic. You show the people. What is the game you <laughs> want Yo, to Yo, you can them? take the mic home with you. No, why? <laughs> Show them. The Amazing Spider-Man for the Wii U. And nope, nope, nope. No. Nope. I won't do it. Whatever. Fine. Whatever. I don't know what's going on. I missed it. <laughs> he wanted to show the other game. Oh, at no. The same yeah, time. One, at, one, at a t- uh, one at a time, player. So one what's, at a time. So what's, <laughs> <laughs> what's notable about the Amazing Spider-Man, Sal? Wait, is it, as the title says, is it amazing? Yes. I, I think amazing is a word... In this hyperbolic uh, society that we live in, where everything is hyperbolic. amazing and legendary and epic, I don't. I wouldn't say that it's amazing, but I would say it is hey. very competent and fun. <laughs> you think yes. that would help sell it if it was just called the, a very competent <laughs> Spider-Man? <laughs> Listen, the, when they say amazing Spider-Man, they're not talking about the game. They're saying... That's the name of the game. It doesn't mean that the game... It's a, the, this amazing game, The Amazing Spider-Man. It's just the game, The Amazing Spider-Man. So if Spider-Man's amazing, the game eh, remains to be seen, right? So we played through the first bit of this. Again, this is not a retro game, but you know we do love the Wii U. 
And uh, Salvatore's, uh, you're Spider-Man crazy now, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and superhero crazy. Yeah, all superhero crazy. Oh, superhero. Right. And uh, how do you like this game so far? It is. Uh... What do you like about this game so far? It's got Spider-Man. That's all it needs, really. <laughs> I, no, that's not. That's not all I like about. Well, it. Say, oh, I know. Tell the people. I mean, I, mean I do like the last Spider-Man, but I do. It's kind of cool that they have like the creatures in this game. What they kind of creatures? Like, scorpions. These like guys that like try to attack you, like these gorilla creature, like with like these tails and like. So they're like cross humans and cross animals. Yeah, like they put a cross between a rhino and a, and, person? And a person to make rhino, like the bad guy rhino. Mm-hmm. No, it's it's a, it's a pretty cool game, and so there's like this infection that other people can get, and then the whole city can get Gwen infected. Gwen Stacy got it. So it's all it's all about kind of working with Dr. Connors and, and you that know, eliminating damn. the virus. He got, tur- and, he got turned into the lizard. Yeah, it, it basically prophesized, you know, COVID, essentially, is what this game did. So, oh, good for them. You know, uh, about uh, nine years early. So, you know, a um, lot of fun. It, I honestly think that the, the new Spider-Man game, the newer Spider-Man game on PS4, takes a lot of hints from this game. You know, sort of that open world type Spider-Man game, mm-hmm. you know, more high fidelity mm-hmm. and, um, you know, that, that, um, that sort of that Batman type action where you're, you know, there's, there's sort of button prompts what's and cool about, you're what's cool about him anymore. About who? Batman. I mean, everything's cool about Bat- Batman. Bat- Batman's always cool. He's the most cool because he's, he's just, he's just your everyday guy. Yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't technically have any superpowers. Right. He just flies those bat and, rings. And he's so cool, he actually has his own term for what people do when they leave parties unannounced. Mm. What are you doing? I'm moving. Mm. <laughs> and he lives in the shadows. So, amazing Spider-Man. Nice pickup. Good job, Sal. <laughs> um, knocked it out of the park. Yep, knocked it out of the park. Uh, why don't you, uh, Uncle Trent, why don't you pick us up and uh, <gasps> tell us a little bit about um, what you got. Well, I only got one game. That's okay. That's cool. But it was it was a surprise. It was a surprise. We, we weren't. Were ju- we were coming back from from um, uh, <laughs> Little Sal's soccer game, and lo and behold, across the way was a uh, a video game store. We lost. But first, we became Costco members. We did become Costco <laughs> members today, everybody. Um, I highly recommend it if you like to spend money. Right. So, Even though you'll save a lot. You'll save a lot by spending a lot. I don't know how that works, but that that's uh that's how they, that's how they get you. Right. They don't you don't know how it works, but it just sounds nice. Save more here. <laughs> yeah, that's the name of the store. Which really means spend more here, right? I mean, you know, but you know, Liz got a you know Liz got a a twenty dollar gift card for being a you know registered nurse, so that's all that matters. You know, so that where Costco. So yeah. that that bought us the double A batteries, which we're going to need for mm-hmm. our Wiimotes. So. Copper tops all day. So. And our and our Nintendo uh, double double team. What's the what's the multi tap for the what's the what's the the wireless controllers for the the acclaim? Oh, I don't know what double that, team or whatever. The pause. Uh, I don't. <laughs> Not I, I don't, pause button again. I don't know. I don't know what they were called. I mean, I, I thought you were going with the four score. We had those. We had those. We had the acclaim double player. They would they would advertise them with the WrestleMania. Yeah. Game. He was like on the couch behind it, like whoa. Yeah. Which it's IR, so it's got to be like aligned perfectly. <laughs> you have to be standing directly st- in front of it. I don't know why we own that, but we had that as a kid, and it never really worked well. Oh really? Yeah. So. 
you know, it was a novel it, concept ahead of its time. You know, the controller sucked. The controller oh, yeah, itself because they were the, they were their own active. You know, it wasn't an. Nintendo it was a claim. A claim. And it was bigger. Like it was bigger in your hands. And, you know, as a seven year old, it's not really. Yeah. So good idea. Way ahead of its time. Sort of like the interactor. You know. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I see where your head's at. What's the but. what's the wearable? What's the what's the, uh, uh, the yeah the vest? Aura Interactor? That was the Aura Interactor, which was just a backpack with a speaker on it. Yeah, <laughs> that vibrated. No, it didn't even vibrate. It was literally just a speaker. Oh, yeah, it was a backpack with the speaker. It was just well, you turn it up so it would vibrate your body. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I well, I guess that's a whole other. <laughs> I do remember seeing that. and I wanted it. <laughs> see that on our peripheral episode. <laughs> yeah. Our side piece episode. <clears throat> yeah, so we stopped into a uh, a game exchange that we didn't know existed, which is kind of like the local game store in Connecticut. There's like five or six of them. Um, and uh, I mean, game exchange I frequent uh, very, very many times. But down a week. down your way though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which because on the the last pickups episode was most of the stuff I picked up was from from the game exchange. So we had to we we pulled a quick U turn, almost hit a few people, but we got in. And apparently mm-hmm. it just opened a few months ago, and they had very actually... nice the the nicest game exchange in terms of the people and the the employees that I've ever seen. Just a swell crew, very, yeah. Just <laughs> you know, but that makes an experience, you know. So it was really it was refreshing to uh, to have that type of experience. Yeah, they had a they had a they had a, a, a solid stack of games, you know. Solid stack. I don't know how impressive it was compared to what I've seen at other game stores, but it was. It was respectable. Also, I, I didn't notice. Uh, it was respectable. M- all the other ones I've been to, they have a glass case, unless I didn't see it there, where they well, had they keep like the extra extra expensive yep, ones. Yeah, yep, they didn't. Have I didn't that. see it. No. Yeah, but I was just surprised to see like the you know they had a stack of Saturn games that were all loose in like sort of those DVD cases, and the way that this game store does it, I don't know how they do it where you guys live in your part of the country, but they don't charge a, a different price if it it's loose or if it's complete. Which is bizarre to me because that seems. But like sometimes, I mean, sometimes it works in your favor too, you know. Correct. If you it's know? complete, but it's a because I picked price. up a lot of inbox games for like for a what couple it would bucks, go, for what it know? would go loose, right? <laughs> yeah. But like Alien Trilogy, even if Alien Trilogy and it was it was loose, but they had it in one of those DVD cases with like a printed cover art. But that game for Saturn, even if it was complete, was eighty bucks, which is just nuts because it was going for twenty dollars two 80. years ago, you know. So was everything else. Just it's just wild. It's just wild. So they did have like a couple a couple of cases, but they didn't have one of the standing ones. Yeah, just the regular yeah. at the the register or what do you want the cash wrap glass right. cases. Yeah, where they keep the, the the marginally priced games. You know, right? But anything there, that's not a sports game, basically. There's usually a standing like a standing yeah, yeah, case. Yeah. I know what you mean. That's got it's extra got a, stuff. It's got an aura around it. Yeah, it's not even the spillover. It's like the it's like the gold the gold mm-hmm. games. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like the 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 most desirable games. <laughs> you know anything? If you see anything there under fifty bucks, it's it's usually rare. You know, meaning to, rare to see a game in there that's under that price. Yeah. Normally, it's like fifty to hundreds, whatever. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they got Misadventures of Tron Bond in there for like you know whatever that goes for. Who? I'll tell you when you're older. <laughs> Go ahead. You're not quite ready. <laughs> so, the one, uh, the my one game pickup is a uh, a Platinum Plus puzzle game. That's not even arguable for <laughs> for the Sega Genesis. Is Columns Three? 
if you didn't Which, enjoy enough columns before, imagine more. how much more fun you'll have <laughs> in not the sequel, but the third columns. Yeah. Imagine how many more jewel combinations you can do. What what makes columns three more interesting than columns one? Well, they, I mean, they did, I mean, they, they have a, a four player mode in it. Is so, that is that it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's a battle. It's like a four person. You know how battle. they did like the Tetris battle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same kind of deal. I've actually I've never played Columns Three. I I don't know if it was on. I played it on like the little portable Genesis thing I used to have. I think it was Columns Two. I don't I don't I don't know if there was like some kind of weird story mode in Columns Two or not, where like you would they'd show like the in the middle of the screen there'd be like a little picture and it would show like the spider or. Like different like enemies or something like that. I don't know if you're familiar with columns like that at all. I mean, I love the, like the puzzle games, anything like Tetris kind of related. I'm into. I mean, first of all, it was only eight dollars. <laughs> oh, was it only eight bucks? <laughs> yeah, eight dollars. Oh, right. Complete with the the game and the manual. Uh, you got the heavy. Ooh. You got the heavy yeah. in there. That's you know. the, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, nice. It's a. It's a, If you're into puzzle games like Tetris, I mean, mm-hmm. this is this was Genesis's version of a, a Tetris. It was. Which it, it wasn't. Never became as popular, but yeah, it, it was. It's a solid place. It was so good that uh, Sega decided to not publish it and give it to Vic Tokai. Vic Tokai, you not you're not a fan of columns. I take it. <laughs> it's a long pause. <laughs> you're just trying to break down. Fan? Am I a fan? <laughs> it's not. It's not that I don't like it. It's just that there's like 500 games I'd rather play. No. <laughs> So you you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> like if I was somewhere stranded and I had no other game to play, I might decide to play columns. I might decide to like drink, if it was just daydream. like on the sidewalk all mangled. Yeah. You'd like, be like It's like either it's like it's Do like, I wanna do I wanna actually physically put the game do, in the Genesis? That's that's the that's the question. <laughs> so it's yeah, I guess that tells you how I feel about columns. But, I mean, it also tells you how Sega feels about columns because they, they didn't like the game enough that they actually had Vic Tokai publish it. I mean, you know, Vic Tokai, they're solid. No, they're not. I mean, they could be. Okay, what's a, what's a, what's a, more, what's a better publisher, Data East or Vic Tokai? <laughs> I mean, look at all the deals. Damn, well, damn, what's a more, what's a, what's a, what's a... What's a better publisher, J- Jalico or Victokai? Jalico. I mean, but there's jewels right. and rubies. Those are big in the Look 90s. Look at the dude on the front. I know. I was. I was just gonna. I was just gonna <laughs> mention that. I mean, this is this is the progenitor of bejeweled. <laughs> Look at that guy. He looks so crazy. He's got his. He's got his nineties, uh, like long Haircut. sleeve. Like turtleneck, like with the sleeves rolled Just, up, kind of. You, you got to put that in here. The uh, <laughs> the stonewashed jeans and the 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 tight Reeboks. <laughs> and this hair. I would just assume he's someone that worked on the game. I mean, good for him though, right? You know, he's on a Genesis <laughs> box. That's something to brag about to all the boys. <laughs> the fact that it's a four player game oh. is kind of cool. I, I do like that feature <laughs> where because the thing about columns that I I always Tetris on its own is fun. Like you could play a one player game with Tetris and have a great time. Columns is the kind of game where it's like, it's almost not worth it if you're by yourself. (laughs) That's your opinion. Right. But if it's competitive and it's like, okay, there's something between the four players, you know, where, you know, maybe it's just a race to see who can last the longest or, you know, maybe if you, you get enough combinations, you spill over more jewels to the other characters or something like that. 
I could find more fun in that and in, in that type of thing as like a party. Maybe we'll game. have to do a columns challenge next time we have like five people. We have four people. Why can't we do it? Who's four? Mommy. <laughs> We've got four in the building. <laughs> she's gonna be like, eh, boring. <laughs> if I think it's boring, right? Yeah. If I think it's boring, she'll probably like it. That's just usually how it goes. But I mean, you know what? It's a notable pickup though, because Columns is a game that is kind of important to the you know, the Sega No it's um, not sort of timeline <laughs> in the in the way in the way that no. <laughs> you having fun? Yeah, at least one good. of us is. Yeah, in in the it's notable only for the fact that it was the answer to Tetris that was not ever going to be as good. Oh no, I understand that. You know, I like it though. I'm I'm glad you like it. I mean, because if you like it, that means that there's other people that like it. You know, it's actually like a twenty twenty five dollar game, like complete. You know, Game Exchange is a great place to get yeah. some stuff. So, um, you know, I'm gonna run through what I got, which is I didn't get really any games. Boom, boom, boom! Um, <laughs> you like got everything but a game. <laughs> yeah, I got con- I got controllers, and I got you know. Listen, there's not that many games really left that I really want. I understand. So, we're, so it's, hey, we're in the same boat with different paddles, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yours looks like a, like a uh, yours looks like a question mark. Yeah, my paddle's a fork. <laughs> Water goes right through it. <laughs> so they had um they had a bin of just like loose manuals and cover arts, which I never see cover arts. That's but. probably like the most fun thing to flip through, like the loose stuff. It's the, the most exciting. The it's the most exciting cuz you you never you just don't know. It's like what's going to be in here, you know. It, it, it's it, like you're never be, really looking for anything in particular when you're looking through and the, you, ooh, you know? that's where you go ooh, you know it's like oh they have something that's interesting because you always expect just garbage you know? right right exactly so they had a bunch of really you know cool manual type I stuff so look at it. why can't i look at it because i don't want it's you to not your turn right yeah so they had uh, th- i thought this was interesting so I, I i you know speaking of columns they actually had um this cover art and manual, which I've never seen this version of it. I don't know if they had a couple of them or if this is how the greatest hits was on the PlayStation, but it's a game I have on the Saturn and you know, who knows, maybe I'll own it eventually on the PlayStation, but it's the cover, the back cover and the manual for Tetris plus with the gold foil. Speaking of Jalico as well, this is uh, published by Jalico, but it, it has like this gold foil center. Not that that really matters, but I, I don't know. I thought that was kind of interesting. It's a nice touch. Yeah. It might have been the tipping point for me picking it up. You know, who knows? I mean, what was it, a dollar? It was a dollar. <laughs> These every Everything I want to show you here was a dollar a piece. So there's that. Um, you know, today is our horror episode. Obviously, if you've clicked on this, you've seen that we're going to be talking about Zombies Ate My Neighbors and... You know, maybe at the end we'll uh, we'll we'll chat possibly about some of our favorite Halloween games. Yes, one of the games that's in it's in the conversation for me is this game. It was the first survival horror game that I ever played, and um, yeah, I played it on this platform. This is the exact manual that I had. I don't own it currently, which is sad, but um, very sad. That game, that manual, is for Resident Evil Two. Oh, look at that! Ain't that something? You know, for a buck, not bad, right? Can't argue with that. Yeah, that's like a. I mean, if you, the value is like a fifteen twenty dollar manual. Oh, th- this manual? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Pretty sweet. Um, PlayStation's uh, answer to Mario Party Crash Bash. Crash Bash. Right? Am I right about that? Am I right about that? I hope so. I think Crash. <laughs> I think Crash Bash is like a party style. It's Crash Bandicoot. Okay, I was thinking it was a fighting game for some reason. You know, it might be. But you, you might be right. I'm not familiar with the uh, with the crash games besides the first Bandicoot. 
I mean, he's on his pogo stick. I don't know what that means. <laughs> that can mean anything. Hmm. It says that there's an adventure game. Is there any screenshots of the game? Want to bash with Crash? Yeah. Good thing we know uh, what we're talking about here, huh? The adventure game. <laughs> warp rooms and warp portals. Arena competition. Gem and crystal challenges. You should just look at the controller layout, see what the buttons do. You know, if it's like punch or or if it's just uh, like actions. It doesn't you know say I mean? that there's like a game board. So I think it might be just like the mini games. Think, oh, like a collect, yeah. Like think com- like think competitive like, games. Think like the mini games. Yeah, no, I got you. But no board, maybe. <sighs> I love being ignorant about like certain games. Hey, why not? Hey, it's all surprises we we got. I, you know, I can't know everything about everything. But anyways, you know, it's a, it's one of those like like um, Crash Team Racing. You know, like one of those Crash well, offshoots. No, I know. I mean, that gives it away though. That <laughs> that tells you what it is. Crash Team Racing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, crash bash. Let me, the, let me let me let me scoop that manual real quick. Yep. Um, this one I, I do want to get. I do want to get this game. I, I actually bought it on the PlayStation Network, which is more like renting it. Um, but they had they didn't have the manual, but they had the cover art, both front and back, for um, Parasite Eve, actually, which is pretty neat. Um, you know, sort of like a, an uh, action RPG from Square. You know, right around the time that. Um, uh, Final Fantasy VII came out maybe after that. It looks like it, it included a collector's CD for Final Fantasy VIII, you know, a little demo for that. So, um, yeah, one of those games, you know, just there's there's so many games, you know, when you're when you're a kid and, and, and there's so many games that are coming out, you really have to make choices. I mean, you remember that. Remember, like, making your Christmas list. It was like how, oh, yeah. how many games you, you wanted, but yet you were like, okay, I know... I'm probably only gonna get like two games. Yeah, because that's like sixty each. Yeah, it's like a hundred something dollars. So that, and that's how it was in my house. So I was like, okay, maybe I can get two games. Like, what? I gotta figure out what two games. Like, I can't handle all this pressure. Yeah, and I, you just remember like going through the EGMs and just being like, okay, I can skip that one. I can skip that one. You know, like I want this one, but eh, I probably can skip it. Like, Parasite Eve was one of those games for me, where I was like. I'd be, no, I'd be like, yeah, well, okay, I can, I can get this one from my mom and dad. I can ask my grandma for this other one, and then I can ask my grandpa for that one. Right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> You'd be strategic. You'd be yeah. like, okay, like, how am I going to divvy this up? Right. Yeah, like, I have them get maybe, like, a cheaper game, maybe, like, a Game Boy game. But it's not actually, <laughs> it's not a bad idea, because, like, that's that's a great way for you to build skills in terms of, like, bargaining, right? Like, like how do I fit all the pieces? Like, it's almost like currency to you. You know, Your gift was like currency. It was, it was how do I get what I want with the resources that I have? <laughs> how do I get the Re- most value When I say resources, this. I mean family members. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? You actually don't have anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have no bargaining tools in this. I uh, love and uh, be. Being their being uh, their family relation is, is your bargaining tool, uh, and then the last thing I got I just I love you know almost those um, brochures pe- or period booklets of like you know what was going on at a specific time for a specific console, and so they just had like this this PlayStation booklet which is you know it's pretty thick it includes a lot of information on some of the games I think I'm guessing this is like a 1997 yeah because I had all the 98 sports games yeah in it. Like, like maybe mid 97. You know, which was right when PlayStation, like, really, really, really started to take over. Like, that's at that point, the Saturn had been really relegated. You know, put put to, du- there <laughs> to was, the dirt. There wasn't even a question at that point. PlayStation was like, okay, they've eaten they've everything, eaten everything, and now they are primed for like expansion, mm-hmm. just crazy growth. And um, you know, one of the games in here that you know it probably sounds a little silly, but 
Um, the most prominent game for me in this in this booklet was NFL Game Day '98, which I was clamoring for for Christmas that year, for 1997, and uh, we ended up getting it. And I thought it was amazing. It was the first 3D game day game oh, that they came out with. Yeah, yeah, so it was just like, and of course it's just blocky as all yeah, ever. You know. But, We're talking about '97, huh? Yeah, but it was it was it was awesome. We loved it, and it's uh, you know actually now that I think of it, it's one that I'd like to pick up. Mm. So, and those were those were my pickups. But I mean, for five bucks, I got all that. You know? Yeah. No. So, I mean, you can't beat it. No. If you need them. You know. So so for five bucks, I spent thirty bucks on everything that Sal got <laughs> plus this. <laughs> no, you, no. Like, how much was this thing? No, it, this was uh, ten. Oh, okay. Yeah. So go ahead, <laughs> show the people your uh, your new action figure. No, so. No, I want to do this first. Okay. Right, you need to pick up your microphone and tell them though. You're, you're good at singing <laughs> when you're not. It's not your turn, but okay. when it's your turn to talk, you're not actually picking up the microphone. <laughs> okay. Leaves it on the table. <laughs> Since everybody that watches probably watched our last video when we were talking about all the Spider-Man stuff that I was wanting to show. Now you have and more Spider-Man stuff. <laughs> and now I have one of the Spider-Man what do you call them? Far From Home um, um, mini... Uh, it's one of the black Spider-Mans. Yeah, standing figurines. Yeah. Which looks exactly like a Foot Clan this soldier actually, well, from he, Ninja Turtles. Yeah, uh-huh. so this looks like the um, the undercover... Brother. Spider-Man, actually, he, this 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 character. We play as him. This costume actually is in the Spider-Man video game for PS4. Yeah, we play as. I him. forget what it's called, but it's the undercover, incognito Spider-Man. Uh-huh. Like what is it? I, don't, I I just don't even understand what that is. It like a series that it goes to? Does I it connect? To I don't understand <laughs> these capsule figurines. What is up with this? With the maybe with it the, was um one the of the cover. mystery um. Boxes, you know, how they have the little boxes, and you open it up, and it's got yeah. the figure in it. And I think they like stack on each other, so you can like display them. Oh, is they that all how it like, is? They all like connect on top of each other. Maybe. Oh, I see, because there's like a little divot underneath. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And there's this up top, so you can you can stack yeah. them on top of one. Okay. Yeah. Day, I saw Mysterio. I saw Wonder Woman. Why didn't I saw... you get those? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you really failed me, bro. I'm just kidding. This is fine. You, you picked the, the Spider-Man one, which is really cool. It's like cool. a couple bucks, probably. We can always go back. Hey, this is a great reason to go back, right? Maybe we can convince Mommy to go back. What do you think? Yeah, you'll have to go to yeah. Costco next week yeah. or something anyway. I'm sure. Well, you know, spend you got, another you got the card. You got to go. You know? Yeah, absolutely. That's how, it works. Chick-fil-A you know? That's how they get you. You know, calling to us. Yeah, you know, it's, it's like, well, I have the card, and if I'm not going, then I'm wasting it, you know? <laughs> You know, that's how they get you. <laughs> I don't think of it as such, but, you know, it makes sense. Yeah. Hey, can I do my last thing? Well, why don't you do your last thing, and then Uncle Trent will do his last thing, and then we'll get into uh, the main topic. His last thing? Okay. We're, yeah, all our last things. Day, day, what is it called? What is it called? The Play something? Playmation. I have a Playmation um, Avengers um, Ultron. Ultron. That <laughs> he looks really cool. Yeah, he has his tentacles. And it looks like, kind of like Doc Ock. Yeah, but he has three tentacles, not four. You got three of them. Those yeah. look pretty cool, though. I'll give you that. It, it comes like this set. It comes with three guys. It's supposed to come with three guys, and it comes with like these punching gloves, and like the like the character gets on a platform. And oh, like, in the game? And, like, he's going all around the room, and you got to punch him. Like, Load Ultron onto a power activator. Like, Put on yeah, your Avenger mm-hmm. gear their version and of battle in the ultimate, the ultimate villain. Yes, yeah, their version of Skylanders. 
or like the Disney. They, what, but they, what? But I, what is they, it for? I saw, they, I saw them too there. I think there's a game. I think they, there's I a game. I saw them there. Like a whole series. Yeah, I saw them there. Okay, so. <laughs> but what? What is it? Like what? What system is it for? Oh, I, I, I couldn't tell you that. Maybe it might be a universal. Oh, wait a minute. It says download on the App Store or Android app on Google Play. So this is like for phones. Hello, ET phone home. I guess you know you have know. the base just like Skylanders where you tap it on and it, mm. you know, and whatnot. And, but we need day. We need like the punching gloves. That, like, oh yeah, punch. you definitely need the punching gloves now that you yeah, have that. Well, we need that in the activator. For at, the second. Game now you have four hundred and thirty-seven Spider-Man figures. Okay, <laughs> I am done. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right, see you later. <laughs> awesome. Okay. <laughs> Come on. Do we have any left? Anything um, left before we get into? Uh, I mean, I guess yeah. The main topic, you might as well. So yeah, they're these, actually pretty sweet. I think they're pretty cool. Yeah. So I just yeah. happened to be looking through the action figure stuff, and I mean, since we're talking about video games, something something caught my eye out of the corner and was hiding behind a few ones, and I saw the I saw the Run DMC logo, mm-hmm. so I knew it had to be good. And unfortunately, there's only two. I don't have the whole trio of Run DMC, but I do have a. Jam Master J Toys R Us exclusive. You might as well talk about both of them. You know, I know, I am. Right. I got the, I got, I got Jam Master J, and I have Daryl DMC. I, unfortunately, there was no rev run. I'd even asked them if maybe they had seen it, or they said the person who brought him in. They look the same. No, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I even asked them if they had, like had maybe if they had. The other one, or if they had known, but they said the person that brought them in only had two, which seems kind of odd, you know, that they would have these and only have two. Maybe they just kept one or whatever. Mm. But I wasn't even really into them, but I just was like, I gotta, I gotta have them. They're only twelve dollars each. Too. What is it about? So I'm guessing there's another. This series was carried to other places. What makes the, oh the Toys R Us this Toys R Us the Toys R Us exclusive? They have their red jumpsuits, and then the the regular ones were in their black jumpsuits. Weren't they? Where isn't the red like the? Isn't that the one that everybody knows? Um, for, rem- D- for Run DMC, I remember. Uh, the, I remember the red ones. I don't know. Maybe maybe not, uh, maybe I'm misremembering. Yeah, unfortunately, they didn't have the like, full Adidas license for these, so they only got the two stripes. That's all right. <laughs> and they got the they got the fake crowns on the on the Adidas in the shoe the shell shell toes with only two stripes. <laughs> Oh, I like that. Which makes it even better. Those crowns look like they come from something else, actually. He's got uh, he's got his gold mic, and then Jam Master J has his little record. It's not like turntable, but he's got a record. Um, I don't know, man. He's they're just pretty cool. They, I think this company came out with a bunch of different like uh, hip hop figures. These are from 2002. I think the same company that came out with the the Biggie figures. They're they're kind of like in this like, I don't know, overdrawn like. I don't know how to describe them. Like they're, I mean, they look like cartoon characters, kind of. Yeah, they kind of look a little cartoony. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It was just something cool to pick up. They're only twelve dollars each. I, I you actually know? think so. It's funny because these don't look like traditional action figures. They actually look like something completely different. Like they're like special because how often do you see like they even got the glasses that are separate? It looks like and maybe yeah. even the hat. Yeah, and they got their gold chains. Yeah, so I mean, like it, 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 you can tell that there, there was. Some extra love put into. I mean, it would have been nice to have uh, all three of them, you know, well, have the whole group. Eventually, you will. Well, yeah, you know. Um, yeah. Solid. Mm. Solid pickups. Yeah. yeah. So, I was gonna ask you a question about that. I can't remember about Run DMC. Oh, which are these? One of these guys mm. passed away, right? Yeah, Jam Master J. Jam Master J. He was murdered. Oh, he was murdered. Yeah, don't you remember? This was in high school. 
Oh, it was way back then. Yeah. I don't remember. It was like 2002, actually, when these came out, probably. Oh, okay. They came in, bum-rushed them in the studio. Still don't know who did it. Really? Yeah, you don't remember that at all? No, that's that's sad. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because you think about, like, rap history and how these guys were, like, firmly planted at, at, at the beginning, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, no, those are those are those are really cool pieces. Run DMC. Yeah, I'm the king of rock. There is none higher. Sucker MCs should call me Sire. I just I just remember that Aerosmith uh, video well, when we were growing up. Obviously, walk this with, way. Walk this way with, the with him crashing, crashing through yeah. the. Uh, the that was bricks. the on the Millennium Hip Hop Hits CD. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, the Millennium Hip Hop set. I feel that like was... everyone had that CD. Yeah. <laughs> wow, I forgot about that. That purple, the yep. purple cover it was like metallic purple. I yeah. forgot about. It. I was gonna say like silvery almost. But... Yeah, no, but it was like purple. Though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. What are we gonna talk about? Well, we're gonna take a little break, and then we're gonna be back after these messages from a word, a word with a word from our sponsors. We'll be What's... right back. Y'all ready for this? Get ready for Jock Jams, the hottest crowd puppet sports jams ever. Come, baby, come, baby, baby, come, come. You're unbelievable. Unbelievably hot songs guaranteed to make you sweat. Pump up the volume on Jock Jams. Get out of your seat and into the jam. Don't miss the greatest crowd puppet hits ever from TSN, Tommy Boy, and Quality. Get Jock Jams and Jock Rock Volumes 1 and 2 in stores now. Well, welcome back, everybody. So, um, unfortunately, uh, Salvatore uh, Junior is no longer with got us. Got caught by a 3DS bug, <laughs> and so uh, he's in the uh, he's on the Nintendo floor, and uh, hopefully he'll he'll uh, pull through. As Charles Barkley would say, he's in timeout. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, you ruined it. Nope. nope you're not. breaking the fourth wall. <laughs> There goes the show. <laughs> well, as you guys have seen, this is our Halloween episode, and Halloween is such a special time of the year. You know why Halloween is a special time? Because it kicks off the holiday season, and it's a... It jump you know, starts it. For as much as Halloween is that sort of dread... Dread. Uh, uh, ...holiday where it's, in ter- you know, in terms of the playful sort of horror theme, it really is the start of this, the season of celebration for most people that... You know, you are celebrating the year, right? Um, yeah, because then you got Thanksgiving, then you got yeah. Christmas. Boom, boom, boom. So you go through, you go through this progression, and it's it's amazing to me that twenty twenty one is is in the fourth quarter at this point. <laughs> like Patrick Ewing in the fourth quarter, right? Um, it just <laughs> seems like this year has gone by so fast. At least for me, I don't know about for you. Probably the same thing. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, it just seems it just like, zoomed by. It seems like a year that is really flown by and uh, maybe more than than some other years i don't know as as we get older i think the years go by faster and faster it's that whole uh you know take your number of years on the earth mm-hmm. and and divide by one and it's you know right it's smaller and smaller every single year <laughs> but anyways it feels it feels fast but you know what um it's just a great time to be alive it's a really fun time <laughs> fall is a great time especially here in the northeast you know with the leaves changing and just uh you know that 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 feeling in the air, that smell in the air of the leaves and the, and the trees, oh, and you know what it is? Oh, it's arrogance. Oh yeah. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You smell that? Yeah, that's a power. That's bomb. a power bomb. <laughs> that's a power bomb. It was one of the two. It was either arrogance or a power bomb. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so 
you know, what better way to ring in our Halloween episode than to talk about a very unique game that was a huge part of our childhoods. And and I, I can't say I never owned this game. Neither did I. But it was always around. Yeah, I agree. It was a, it was a game that a lot of people had. You went to your friend's house and it was just it was one of those Halloween fixtures and you didn't have to play it during Halloween, but it you know, because of the because of the nature of the game, because of the premise of the game, because of the inspiration of the game, it really falls in that in that Halloween motif and uh and it just kind of it just kind of like created its own momentum, which were a lot of games. It really then. did. Because most of the time you didn't even know like where it came from. Just someone ended up having it. They don't know why they had it, and then it was just like, oh, this is the game. Well, <laughs> I think one of the reasons was that it, you know, and, and the game is Zombies Ate My Neighbors. Everybody, so that's you know, there we go. Zombies Ate My Neighbors. That's, uh, and of course we have the Genesis version. Of course we have the Genesis version. Um, and of course, you know, it's funny because the the guy who created the game, Mike Ebert, actually says, you know, we we started work on the Super Nintendo version. And then six months later, we started the Genesis one. But you know, after all of that, the Genesis one is the one you want to play if you can. That, that was his comment. Yeah, even he's admitting, huh? Yeah. He <laughs> no said, bias. He huh? said. He said. He said. If there's one you want to go back to, it's the Genesis version. So, um, but I think the reason why that just as you were talking about that people would you know have this game is because it's published by Konami, which um, if you can it see was, that it would just there. happen to be in that. That era where it was just like everything, it it, it, it kind of everything that Konami produced was, turned to gold. Yeah, I mean, and also you know, it's just everything about the game. I mean, obviously the gameplay and the game itself, but like you know, the cover art. Well, look, like yeah, everything look at the, about look at it, the cover know? art. I mean, it's you it's know, like that '60s style zombie, right? You know, it looks like a Norman Bates, you know, scream. You know, you got the black and white girl on the bottom. You know, yeah, yeah, Night of the Living Dead type of a type yeah. of a motif. So it's it's intriguing in that way, and it looks like you know a character action game, and so anybody can really fall into this. It's two player. You know, so it, it kind of it checks those boxes off. It hit everything you needed of, from a of the things game. you would need to actually make a purchase. So, and then when you played the game, of course, it had that Konami quality. But did you know, Trent? Oh, is, I probably didn't. This is not a Konami game. This, oh, that's oh yeah, I got gotcha. you. I I mentioned that Mike Ebert made the game. Last I checked, Mike Ebert isn't a Japanese name, and no no relationship to Siskel. None, hmm. and uh, that that well, I know that I that I know of. <laughs> Um, but this is a Lucas LucasArts game. I, I, you know what? I don't remember that at all until we booted it up earlier and, today. Yeah. So uh, Mike Eber is the guy who produced the game, and what's funny is that so Zeke is the is the playable boy in the game, and it this. makes so much sense because I was looking at Zeke and saying, you know, he looks so familiar. What is it that I've seen him? You know, a character like him in, and of course we have on the NES we have Maniac Mansion, which is one of the games that Mike worked on. Before well, it's funny because I was going to talk about Maniac Mansion later too. Okay, well we can talk about Maniac Mansion, later, <laughs> but um, he he looks like one of the characters from there, and so you know it makes sense that that Mike made both games because Zeke is a character that looks like he he came so from just, an adventure game. <laughs> just Konami took all the credit. Basically, they just so slapped Kon- their name on it. Konami was <laughs> was responsible for distribution. You know, they, uh, publication. Uh, they had the the purse. As they say, um, they funded it, and they had the distribution. You know, they had the distribution. I mean, when you think about Lucas Lucas Arts or Lucas Film or or uh, Lucas Games, right? They, you know, Lucas Lucas had Kenner, right, making the making the figures, right? So it wasn't yeah, yeah, it wasn't yeah. Lucas that had the distribution channels. I mean, we think about 
back then, you know, at, at one point Tonka was producing Sega products before the Genesis with, with the Master System because Sega didn't have the the channels in terms of uh, um, the marketing channels and, and being able to disperse their product. Tonka did because Tonka had products that, that were ubiquitous in the marketplace and Konami had the relationships. Lucasfilm didn't maybe necessarily to the retailers. It's also, so. you know, Konami's... I mean, they were like iconic then too. So it's like if you, if you see that logo, you it was like an instant purchase. You know, right. Lucas Films, eh, not so much. Right. So, um, you know, I don't know where we want to start with this whole thing um, in terms of you know talking about the game. I, I don't want to. I don't want to go too much into that. I really want to just kind of focus on what makes the game great. You know, in terms of our opinions of it, but. The, the, you know what's what's great about what one of the great things about Zombies Ate My Neighbors is how unique it is. It's it's there's really nothing. I mean, can you think of a game that's kind of like this game? Two player that top is down independent of it. Maze. I mean, could and I mean, I guess this is like a stretch, but I maybe kind of like Gauntlet. So. I actually wrote down here. It's funny, it's funny how it's it's funny. It's a funny thing. You so know? what Mike said, Mike Eber, the guy who made the game, is he was really inspired by Robotron, Rob- okay. Robotron and Smash TV. Those are the two games that inspired him um, with with this game. They were making a lot of adventure games, but the way I the way I see this game is is it's a gauntlet meets like Defender with a touch of like Paperboy. Defender. And when I say defender, I mean is you have to get to the people and save them. Oh, okay, I bef- gotcha. Before the enemies take them, right? And then the aspect of Paperboy is same thing with with the victims or the you know, so you are a character who's trying to save the neighbors in the neighborhood, and so you need to get to them and touch them before they get absolved yeah, by the enemies. As soon and as so, they appear on the screen, they can get correct taken away. So if you if you, uh, quiet over there. So if if <laughs> if you don't get them before the enemy gets them, then they they don't exist in the next level. So you have one less neighbor to save, and so that's like paper boy in the way that if you miss a, a you paper, miss a house, yeah. then you lose that house for the next round that if, next day. Yeah, and if you get down to a certain amount, then... but but to me it's more it's more gauntlet than it is anything else in terms of the maze and going through and defeating enemies. Yes, there's no enemy generators, but enemies can just kind of pop out of the ground. So it's not like they're really, it's enemy generation exists. It doesn't need to have a generator for that to case. So I agree with you. I I think this game reminds me more of gauntlet than it does of Robotron or, well, I mean, that's or, or, or smash TV. Those are, those are, those are room to room. This actually has more, you know, I would argue there's more like Pac-Man in this because you're dealing with a maze. Yeah. I mean, and it is like a lot of like up and down left, left, right, Right. you know, kind of that Pac-Man style board, you know? Right. Exactly. So, you know, that's, it's, it's just, it's a unique game and it's, it's one of those things too, that a game, you know, gameplay is king, right? As we talk about, but games themselves can be elevated to a new status when you include what I call the flair, right? It's it's all of the sound Eat. effects. It's all of the atmosphere, right? And this game has all of that in spades. So this whole game is a firmly, you know, tongue-planted-in-cheek horror... <laughs> tongue-planted-in-cheek. Uh, yeah, horror <laughs> homage 
to all of those movies that these guys grew up watching. You know, you think about the, you know, the Wolfman and Frankenstein and the mummy, right? Um, all of these old iconic, let's say universal style characters, um, were, were included for the most part in this game. And it's just, it's like I said, it's just a, a parody of all of the old horror games. And it just becomes a really fun romp. And they include even like the even like the titles of the levels are sort of plays off of old monster movies. I mean, not even too because there's some are I mean, not. Some there's are not. one one level weird kids on the block, right? Which is based on new kids on the block. Exactly. It's so. the most '90s thing you could do in a game, right? You know, exactly. I mean, that was kind of the some of the fun of even getting to the next level. Like, what's the next? What's the next level called? You know, right. Yeah, so I mean, just just a couple of the level names we can just go down. You know, <laughs> I printed them all out. We're just gonna read yeah. through them one by so, one. So, e- Evening of the Dead. This right? is this is like uh, Chris Jericho reading his thousand and one holds. I'm not gonna read right? all. So there's uh, armbar. Th- there's <laughs> there's 48 independent levels. You know what's funny? Because on the back of the Genesis one, it says there's 55 levels on the oh, box. Oh, does it? Yeah. If you see if you seed it right there. Well, there's one, two, three, four, five bonus levels. Six, that aren't six, that, bo- six bonus so levels. So there probably is 55. 54. Well, I'm assuming there's some other one. Maybe the boss, so the it boss doesn't, fight. Oh, the so boss the fight. bonus levels doesn't count. So it, Yeah, so I guess it is. There's like 55. So 54, 55 levels. Yeah. It's funny. The bonus level after level one is called Day of the Tentacle, which is a game that is uh, um, an adventure game by the guy who made Psychonauts. I forget what his name is, but... Day of the Tentacle is an adventure game like Grim Fandango or Secret of Monkey Island, which are games that actually um, wait. Oh, Mike, Mike actually Mike Ebert actually worked on Secret of Monkey Island. Oh wow! Yeah, mm. um, I forget the the guy who's we'll we'll have to put it in here. The guy who made Day of the Tentacle, but Day of the Tentacle is a game that came out before this game. Oh really? Yeah, and, yes, it, I mean, and it's, that, it's a, that I wouldn't know. And I think it's a Lucasfilm game, so they actually made a level called Day of the Tentacle. Would you look at that? Yep. So many Easter eggs. Yeah, absolutely. Toxic terrors, weeds gone bad. Mars needs cheerleader, cheerleaders. That's a funny one because <laughs> Mars funny thing. Mars attacks came out I think in ninety eight or ninety six. Yeah, well, it definitely it came, came out, out later after than this. this game. But the aliens in Mars attacks look like the aliens in this game. Oh, I guess that makes sense. Maybe they took it from the game and then they put it in the mm. movie. You know who knows? Um, but yeah, so that you know. Robotron, he says that Robotron and Smash TV were were uh, inspirations on the game. I mean, I could see Smash TV a little bit. I don't know where. I mean, it. I guess it's just you know, it could be you could just pull ideas from anything and just say, yeah, I was playing this and it made yeah. me came up with that. I mean, I don't really see the correlation too much between Robotron mm. and this. So you're 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 running around a stage top down and you got to save ten neighbors and there's items that you can get all around the stage. So there are different weapons and then there's different items you can use to help you in the quest. So power ups, sort of power ups type of things. There's, you know, you start out with a standard water gun, but then you can get like soda bombs. It's actually, you know, a six pack of sodas that you can throw like they're grenades. There's popsicles, right? Hey, what are the pops? I don't remember. Well, I guess we'll talk about the controller issue I have. Oh, we, we can talk about that. <laughs> so there's there's popsicles, there's plates and and forks and knives, and um, you know there's a rocket launcher. Um, the weed whacker. There's a weed whacker, which is so key. You need that weed whacker yeah. when you fight the weeds. Um, so there's those types of weapons, and then there's 
there are power-ups you can get, like speed shoes. You can get a potion that turns you into a beast. Um, you can get health power-ups. You can get... Um, what else is oh the decoy machine or the de- oh, the, de- the decoy the clown, clowns the bopping, which are really really key. Clown. So you can put a you can put a, a decoy there and the enemies will go after that because they're dumb. Um, so you know you're you're getting in. And there, of course, there's keys and you have to open certain doors to to either get some of the neighbors if they're stuck there. You know that's where I kind of see that gauntlet thing where it's like you need these yeah, keys to open doors. That's what I, yeah, that's why I thought. And that. you're going through a maze. To me, this game is more gauntlet than it is anything else. That that's how I see it. So, yeah. you know, and you and I, we're close, and so we do see a lot of the things. Well, the yeah, same way. metaphorically, you know, so <laughs> in a hetero way. Oh, is that where you were going with that? Are you, I just we were talking about video games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, a platonic way. You know what I mean? Oh, oh. So I was um, thinking more an androgynous way. Androgynous. That's not what we're talking. We're not weird at this point, right? Are we? Are we? <laughs> this isn't weird, is it? No, we're just talking about zombies. Are you comfortable? Uh, a little sore. Yeah. So, uh, so the the enemies in this game too are really really cool because you have you start off fighting zombies coming out of the, the ground. The basic zombies. You get your basic run of the mill green zombie, you know, and in a, slacks and in, a, in a bomber jacket, <laughs> yeah. um, and then you know you're you're actually fighting in the in the um, Terra and IL five stage. You're fighting basically Chucky dolls. Yeah, with the little um, he's got the butcher knife. Yeah. And just the, I can't remember the voice. He's like, ah, ah, yeah. ah. Um, he actually can he can light on fire, and then the, the actual like skeletal bones of the of, of the Chucky doll can actually like walk towards you and like slow. Oh really? Almost I mean, I like I almost that. like Chucky when he lights on fire. Um, there's a Jason-like figure that's he's got a, he, he he's carrying a chainsaw. Yeah, that with, one with the, with the mask can't really. Unfortunately, I had the issue where I, I can't really kill him with the uh, with the water gun. No, you got to use you got to use a uh, a soda bomb. Yeah. or a rocket to to and you can't kill him. You only can knock him down. Got to throw a Mr. Pib at him. You got to throw you got to throw the tab. <laughs> you know you got to throw a tab at him to knock him over. It's the diet soda that does him right. <laughs> Um, there's mummies in this game that are crawling after you, like in the pyramid level, which is one of my favorites. There's there's the aliens coming down. There's a giant baby boss at one point. There's a Tremors-style worm on one of the levels that comes out. So, you know, there's, there's... The fun thing about this game, too, is that every level is different. Like, you're, you're excited to get to that next level because you're like, what is next? You know, it's the same type of gameplay. But there's always something new. Yeah, and then you even got the girls jumping on trampolines. I love girls jump, jumping on trampolines. It's like the man it's show. It's the man show. Right. And so there's so much variety. You, you get the mechanics, and it's like, it's almost like, uh, I mean, it's all a little easy things. to get. It's all it's easy to get. And then it's just go have some fun and go save, you know, go save the. The, go save the, uh, the the neighbors. What I find interesting too is there's um, this game plays differently whether you're playing two player or whether you're playing one player, because the screen doesn't split up like it does on modern games when you got two players, where each can go kind of go in their, oh, own, their well, yeah. own way. Yeah, so you're you're working with that partner. If you're trying to stray off to one area, you're restricted. They're stuck. They can't kind of move. So you have to really work together. But at the same time, you're sort of competing for resources at the same time. Yeah, I mean, I guess in terms of points, I mean, you know, because you get like a bonus if you save more uh, characters on, if you save more people on each level, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. I guess that, I mean, 
but th there's actually like a good amount of power-ups there's a lot of like hidden there's especially there's a lot of hidden areas too which is which is kind of cool there's some that right. we found in the like the the mummy level where you're just like walking and then all of a sudden mm -hmm. boom you're just like walking down this secret and then you just end up with a whole bunch of power-ups which yeah, which is pretty cool and like in those first levels outdoors you're like just happen to oop, just pop through some bushes and then you're just finding extra extra lives or other uh, power-ups right yeah so um this game did have a spiritual sequel herx adventure which is on the ps1 and and, uh, and the herx saturn adventure? herx adventure yeah it's like a, oh it's wait like yeah. a, it's like a, a greek mythology sort of style game but no, anyone that from this worked on that it, I don't believe so. Uh, no, I think it's a whole different game, but it's a spiritual successor. I mean, we have it here somewhere. Yeah, and I know it sounded familiar on the Saturn. So, this is... Oh, no, it is. This is a LucasArts game. Oh, okay. So, it is. It's made by the same company. Um, I don't believe this is made by Mike Ebert, though. I think this is a different team. Huh. But they basically took the same... Have you ever even I've played tried it. this one? I've tried it, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, once you look at it... Well, of course... There's, there's, so there's four screenshots of the game, and two of them are like cartoon Cut clips. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but one of them, it does, one screenshot does have that Zombies Ain't My Neighbors look to it. Mm hmm. Huh. Yeah, I've never, yeah, definitely never played this one. One of the things about this game that I think makes it um, sort of uh, unique or um, sort of a. Beginning point, of course, we've probably had other games that had resource management, but you, you really have to be careful as to what you're using and how much of it you're using. You can't get, you can't focus on using one weapon necessarily for too long. I think the only one you can do that with is with, probably the water gun. The water gun, which is your standard thing, but you yeah. can't just tr run through with the weed whacker on everybody because yeah. if you use that and then you come to an area where you have to get through the weed the weed those, like piranha plants or whatever. You're you're, you're, you're going to die or you're going to you're going to yeah. suffer a lot Ow. of a, a <laughs> lot of damage. So there's a lot of what is the right weapon for the scenario which you know, in hardcore gaming is where we I, I pulled off a lot of information on the game, and they they do it right here in the in their in their review of the game. But it's almost like it echoes into what would happen with Resident Evil with resource management and like hold, how hold, much. Hold. Hey, my friend, can you just turn that? Down Your volume. <laughs> Everybody knows you're playing Streets of Rage. <laughs> Everybody can hear you playing Streets of Rage, which we love, but it's got to stop. You know, turn it all the way down, just. Just a little bit, yeah. There you go. Um, so it kind of it, it it does it does remind you of that resource management of like a Resident Evil where it's okay. Well, I don't want to use my acid bomb ammo. Yeah, you know, well, napalm Resident or, Evil's to the extreme. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, to, of resource management. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it, you know, it kind of you kind of have that a little bit in this game where it's yeah, because like, that's even you... the keys. It's like, well, do I use a key on this door or do I not? You know, do I? Do I see what's in that in that cabinet, or do I just sort of yeah. let this this whole area go? And look, you know, you might have like a really special item in there, or it could just be nothing. And then now you've wasted that key on on that item. The other thing too is once so once you get all of the neighbors and you've 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 saved them, these two doors open up that you can go into to exit the level, but you don't have to exit the level. You know, you have the option. You of have not the leaving. option to not leave. And stay in the level, but we played this game before we before we recorded, and of course, what happened, Trent? I had saved four neighbors. I went out into the world after we had saved everybody to look for more items, <laughs> and what happened? 
And boom. I died. You died. And, I got, it was my <laughs> and that was your last life. <laughs> it was my last life. So Trenton moved on to the next level. And how many neighbors were there that were left? Only the ones that he had saved. Fortunately, there was only three left. So that's like, you know, that's another thing to know is, listen, if you're going to die, you know, maybe at least get to the next level. And that way you'll have more, um, you know, more neighbors for the, for your partner to be able to. So I guess in that, and I guess in that, I mean, you don't really think about it before. And so I guess in that case, you'd probably in each level, you'd probably want to split. The amount of uh, right of of uh, well, I had four, you had three, so I mean, yeah, no, but I, much... I mean, if if you're thinking about it beforehand, like you'd probably want to split the amount of people you save because it's if you're on your last life and you've saved six and I've saved one, <laughs> and like you die, right? Then then I only have an opportunity to save one person, right? Mike Mike has said that uh, when Mike they, when they were when they were focus testing the game, they didn't actually have a whole lot of time to do it. They only did it with two groups and. Nobody got past level fifteen. I mean, I believe it. He I said. Mean, he, he said in the end, he believes that there should have been some sort of battery save that people could just pick up their game with a whole new set of you know neighbors and just continue from there. I'm assuming that's you know we're talking what what was this ninety ninety three. You know, so I the mean, there are some games that have in 90, battery late ninety three, but. I mean, I, I mean, I guess I don't think it's it has that, a password save though, so yeah. you can always pick it up from. Whatever stage. You I don't think to. it's that huge of a game where a battery save is. is no, because it has a know? password save, so you can always play a later level if you you know you die. On a but is it one of those? Man, the passwords were always weird back then because it's only like four letters. You could start in the game, but then you you really wouldn't have some of the stuff that you had before. No, but you've died at that point, so you know you just get get new items. Yeah. Most of the levels have the items you need to beat that level in them. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you can you can find the stuff that you actually need. I mean, so, what is it? Every I think it's every, every five, five levels. levels. Yeah, you every, know? so that's kind of like an incentive, you, though. You know? Yeah, I kind of like that. You know, and just you, you don't jump not back falling in. back on your battery no. save. Like, all right, well, whatever. I died. I'll just start where I left off. But I've never actually played through. I never played it enough in a consistent manner to be able to say, okay, now I'm going to pick it up from this level. Now I'm going to no, pick it up. From I know. I haven't either. I always play and then I get to a certain level and then I stop. And that's then our, just, that, that, that's a, that's one of our faults. Right. We don't finish the games. That's it. <laughs> so it, this would be a fun one to go back into. Oh, there's a creature from the Black Lagoon in here too, which is pretty neat. I I I um I think the graphics in this game are awesome. Oh yeah yeah yeah. For, for a 16 bit game, it actually has yeah like a lot of detail. Like in the um what is it? What, what the the supermarket sweep level or yeah, whatever? Uh, Terra and Isle Five. Yeah yeah yeah. Where you go through there's all so the many, aisles. There's so the many registers. things in it. Yeah. yeah. There's actually even in the Genesis version, there's some uh, some transparency when you're picking your character there's like that movie reel in, behind oh, yeah, you yeah, 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 yeah. and it's actually it's I like it's that. got like a transparent layer to it and to, and then there's another layer in back of the monsters that are you know you're going to be fighting against right so you know i the, the graphics in this just you know from all the all of the variety right and and then all the detail in in in, in the variety like the animation too you know like when you have the decoy and they start hitting the decoy he starts popping back and forth yeah, you know, and, I mean, you know, it's all those things that add up that make a good game, like a great. Or, or like those a, are those are the sealing up the cracks type of things. Yeah, that make it like everyone like fondly remembers it, or you know, they they just know exactly what you're talking about. Right. And yeah, like all the sound effects, like when you get like ow, 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 like when you keep getting hit, and mm-hmm. yeah, like all the sound effects in the game, it just kind of seals it up, as they say. Yeah, it, it's it's one of those games that. You know, on its own is good, but when it has all of the atmosphere and then 
in the tones and the music, the eerie, the wee 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 yeah. wee. You know, the uh, you start off the game and there's this massive line scroll going, you know, to and fro of the actual logo of Zombies Ate My Neighbors, kind of like line scrolling in slowly until it just stops on the on on the actual you know title card. Which those are those little touches. It's just like okay, there was so much love and care put into this game. This is something, and this game was actually like a side project. You know, you think about that the fact that it wasn't even like a mainline title. They just these guys were working on it, sort of, you know, off on their own. It wasn't like a a a big time you know thing. It was only they only at first planned to make it for the Super Nintendo. Mm. And then they were like, okay, this is going to be a real deal game. We're, we're going to make it for both. We're going to pause our production on Rocket Knight Adventures and right. uh, get this one out. It kind of reminds me of like Mega Man 2. Like Mega Man 2 was a side project. They actually couldn't even work on that game during regular hours. Like, like Capcom. Capcom would not let like uh, <laughs> this is an after hours only game. Yeah, he would not let he would not let the the, the main I forget who the main um, guy on that game was, but they would not even let the team work on that during regular hours. They had to Why do were it they, like, like after bust, they were busting out so many other games. They just yeah, I think they just thought Mega Man was like a one and done. It was like you know it was a decent game, it sold well sort of, but it wasn't a game that they really wanted to necessarily go back to. Oh really? Yeah, they were Which like is well, funny because that was the game that. <laughs> would be Cap like Capcom I to me. Would be known for Capcom in the eight bit era is Mega Man. I mean, that's yeah. when I think about my favorite games. Mega they Man made six of them. Mega Man two might be in the top two. I don't know, top three maybe. Of what Nintendo games? Oh, Nintendo games. Yeah, wow. yeah. So I mean, if, like all Nintendo games for me. So I mean, I even at one point I I had this delusion when I was like six years old that I was Mega Man. Yeah. So, I mean, we're not going to go into that because I had to speak to a counselor and, you know, took some some correcting, but, you know, anyways. I feel like one of your like passwords or something back in the day was Mega Man related or something. It probably was. Yeah. I think it was Sega Man. Was that what it was? Oh, Sega Man is a mine on a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, still to this day, so it's good for everybody to know. Um, <laughs> they want to hack into your Hotmail account. <laughs> uh, one interesting thing, they thought that the game was going to be called Monsters uh, to begin with, which would have been a terrible name. Just Monsters. <laughs> that's that's an, that's the name of an Atari game. <laughs> yeah, Monsters, and then Monsters Ate My Neighbors, and then they ended up with Zombies Ate My Neighbors. Oh, well, I, I mean, if it was Monsters Ate My Neighbors, you know, that would have... Yeah. You know, we wouldn't have felt any different about it i think yeah um in uh in europe the game is just called zombies mm, it's too offensive i guess to be ate my neighbors i guess so yeah isn't that something like like that they have like very hard restrictions on yeah. titles and like in europe graphic content. In, in europe they had to get rid of the chainsaw man yeah uh, um, yeah that's what, cha- yeah that's what i meant the chainsaws had to be changed to axes because chainsaws are offensive they were just sticks of butter <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were just, they were just, they were just. But it would still have the chains. Them. But it would still have the chainsaw <laughs> effect. <laughs> but it was just a stick of butter. So <laughs> quiet. Uh, the uh, so the differences between the Genesis and the Super Nintendo game are really not that much. I would mean, you say like the, the only difference they're, they that bo- I see is you are exactly the same. We always go through at least one every episode with you. 
these these are games that you know we talked about like true lies i, I don't know why i'm bringing that up but we talked about true lies uh, a couple of podcasts ago i think where like the genesis and the super nintendo version are by and large pretty much the same game yeah. like it's you can play it on either one and have fun zombies eat my neighbors is very much the same you can play it on either system they're both really really good the only difference is because of the resolution which we talk about all the time the aspect yeah so the snes is you know because it they they didn't want it to be stretched they had to use all the screen resolution they did, they could not have a dedicated spot Caramello. for they could not have a dedicated spot for the for the the, the, HUD? the, the, the map to be able to show oh, the little, where the yeah, where right. the where the the wait know, so there the is are. is there no map on the, you have to toggle it with the L and R oh, button pull it in now. you have to, oh, you okay. have to either put it in it. honestly I, that's fine it's it's okay but <laughs> if you're if you don't have it on and you know it's a lot of times you'll see that one little blip kind of go by the side of the screen and you'll be like oh I know there's a person down there in the Genesis version yeah 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 so you'll be like okay let me go back down if you don't have that up. And it's in the middle of the, you know, if it's if it's because it's in the middle of the screen, you don't want that up when there's a lot of action going on. No, so, I, I mean I got you. You know, it's not a big deal because you can always just toggle that sucker on when when you're when <laughs> you're toggle that sucker on. Yeah, when you're when you're kind of running through <laughs> and you're not being attacked. But the idea, the fact that it's on the screen with the Genesis, I like. I kind of like having that. But the other thing too is that the less of the screen actually has graphics, which. It's like okay, well, the resolution is better, so you get all that information in one area, but it's also less of the screen. So you can argue, well, I'd rather have the Super Nintendo screen where it's at least the whole thing. Yeah, now we're talking uh, minutia. But you know? that's I guess that can be arguable. The producer of the game, the guy who made the game, likes the Genesis version, mm-hmm. but I think he's like he said even too, like you know, the SNES has more color. You know, so you can they did they can do a little bit more things with color on the Super Nintendo version. Yeah, I mean, you know? yeah, that's the. That's the one I had originally played it on was a Super Nintendo version. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. I mean, that was, you know, it was like, what, nine? So <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> any s- small, minute detail differences would just, you know, it had no like relevance. Kevin, like Kevin Hart would say, it don't matter. <laughs> yeah, no relevance to the, to right. the fun. Um, so this game came out in uh, in September of 93 on the Super Nintendo. It came out on Which the Genesis. Perfect. Right before Halloween, you know. Absolutely, but it came out for the Genesis <laughs> in January, of in 94. November of '93. November, oh, okay. So it was, you know, maybe that's why I played the Super Nintendo version. Yeah, just, if you if you had like that taste in your mouth still of like you know pause of of Halloween, you knew you were still chomping on the candy. You might see that game as a as a Genesis player and say, oh. You know, I want to. I actually want to play this. I've yeah. heard how good it is. So, um, EGM reviewed both copies. Any guesses on what they they would have uh, scored it? I don't have the I don't have the you know the literature as far as what oh, they the literature what they said about it. But you well, know. I already I know it's a classic, right? And everyone liked it at the time, so I would say, did they do points like did they do like point sevens, point sixes, or was it full numbers? Um, I'm just gonna say like I, it was, I, I, it, I'm just gonna tell you it was full numbers. Okay, so it's but they it, did have points. It's probably whatever. eights across the board and maybe a nine and like three eights and a nine. Okay, which version? Because there's two versions: the Super Nintendo that came out in September. Oh, I would say it would be. I, I think it would and be Genesis, equally. And, and the Genesis was in November. They reviewed them separately, so they reviewed the Super Nintendo one first, and then they reviewed the Genesis one second. All right. Well, since there's they weren't comparing them at the same time, I would say the Super Nintendo one. I still think they both have the same uh, grades, eights and nines. 
and I think so the Genesis three would, eights and a nine. Yeah, and I think the Genesis would be two eights and two and and, uh, and two nines. So the Super Nintendo, as Anthony Norshow would say, uh, nines across the board. Okay, that's fine. Nines across the board. The Genesis, one nine, three eights. So I said two eights and two nines. Yeah, at I first figured, you said three eights and one nine, but yeah, I figured they might have. You were you were downgraded you were it. Just, damn close. Just just a, just a a smidge. But this is what they did back in the day. So just a little bit of context is that when when a magazine would review a game. If they had to review it twice, generally they would downgrade the score a little bit because it came out later. Because it came out later, so they would give it less. They would give it yeah, less of a. It'd be the excuses like, well, if you already have it on Super Nintendo, there's no reason to own right. This there's version. no reason to own this version, so we're gonna we're gonna knock it back a little bit. Or somebody might have taken issue with part of the screen having all of the HUD yeah. information. Which, so, I mean, it's understandable, but, I mean, in terms of either the way, actual game, it really doesn't have it's really doesn't have an effect but on it. it you know? it doesn't really matter if you want to say this game's in 8s eights, in eights and 9s. But or, if you want to be in, intellectually honest. <laughs> right, if you do. Well, I think we, we have that hindsight now to be able to say... You know, no matter which version you play, you're gonna have a great time. Yeah. You know, and this is this is gonna be an awesome game any way that you can play Marginal it. Marginal differences. Um, do you know how much this game goes for now? Um, I want to say it's actually like in terms of you know games that you would think would be really Super expensive. Nintendo loose Genesis. If we could do oh kind of complete off the top of my head, I I don't know, but uh, I believe it's still in like. A fifty dollar range. Yeah, I think loose on the Super Nintendo might not even be that much. It's probably huh. thirty forty. And loose, I think it's still the same on the Genesis. I would say complete is probably more expensive on the Super Nintendo because it's, oh, yeah. it's you know the cardboard box maybe, and everything. Maybe eighty to one hundred. Yeah, it could you be. Know? Could be seventy. I mean, I'll check it, but I I don't think it's crazy like expensive. Hmm. You know how some some Konami games can be. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but it's mm-hmm. it's worth whatever whatever it is. I is worth it because it's mm-hmm. a game you can you can just you can play through once and then you know pop it open again in a few months and play it again. Especially because there's so many uh, so many secrets too. Like when mm-hmm. you get that skeleton key. Yeah, so you can get a skeleton key, and and of course I should have known this before we recorded, but I I think that. That goes that you can find like a secret exit to get to, and I could be completely wrong, but it it, it kind of lends itself to that where you could get the skeleton key if you find it, and get to that bonus stage, which in the, the first level is Day of the Tentacle. Um, but yeah, there's just you know it, it it's just one of those games where, you know, we talk about the you know the rotation game where you just kind of put it every once in a while. I think this game is even a step up from that. I I think when you think about sixteen bit classics and you think about th- that upper echelon of just games all told i kind of think that zombies ate my neighbors is in the upper echelon of games partially due to the fact of how unique it is and and the flair that it brings to the table the atmosphere and you could tell how much fun the 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 producers had making this game and it's just so much fun I, especially the fact that there, you can play it two player with a, with a friend, and I mean yeah, that's never, what takes it, it never, over the top. But, but it never gets old. This game never gets old to me. Yeah, you know it's it's like it's like Streets of Rage. You know you you could beat it a hundred times and it's still just it's almost just as fun as like the first time you right. played it. If you know if you're playing with two people, you know. Right. 
But it's and it's a game that anybody can play. Like anybody can pick this game up and just start having a great time. But the quality, like it just exudes quality. This game <laughs> exudes. It really, quality. it really, really does. Like this is one of my favorite sixteen-bit games. Wow, that's a that's a big stamp. Well, I make a lot of big statements on this, <laughs> on this podcast. Though. I just say things. I do, I do say a lot, but I mean, I really, I mean, it's the re- It's one of the reasons why I sought out for this, you know, for the case because I've owned the I've owned the the loose disc for so long that I really wanted Cartridge. to put this. I just really, really, what did I put? What is it? You said disc, but that's disc. fine. <laughs> Cartridge. Yeah. So I've really wanted the case for so long and I, I actually hunted down the, uh, you know, the, the, the cover, cover art, the cover art. So just so that I could actually display it, but it's, it, it really is a very, very special game in the, in the 16 bit annals of, of time. Um, and especially because it is just, there's nothing like this game. I mean, you could talk about your favorite shooters. You could talk about your favorite, you know, side-scrolling action games, your favorite platformers. There's really nothing like Zombies Ate My Neighbors, and it's and it's on par with the Rocket Knight Adventures in terms of quality. It's on par with the with the Sonic. It was that just that '90s Konami quality. It, it really was, <laughs> and it wasn't a Konami game. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I, yeah, I got you. But but somewhere <laughs> Konami must have known, like this is a Konami game. <laughs> Like it's not made by Konami, but this is. But it ha- it is it literally has the Konami feel to it. It it really does. I've always thought that it was a Konami game. Yeah, I I literally didn't know. Like, well, I, I'm sure I knew. And, when, why and it's, I and it's it. in like when it's loading up, you see you LucasArts have, every have time. No, yeah, but you don't even think about. Yeah, because it does the Konami logo first, and then you just breeze by the logo, yeah. <laughs> LucasArts, and you yeah, just press like, the start. Just, just yeah. go, just go, 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 go. <laughs> get me the game. Yeah. yeah, the Konami logo. You're like, oh, it's Konami. We're good. Yeah. So. And and so it begs the question, you know, what are some of our our favorite Halloween games? We may have mentioned this last Halloween. I haven't watched that episode. Yeah, we it's pretty much we could just say it every Halloween, but it yeah. doesn't matter, you know, because by yeah. a year goes by and everyone's already yeah. forgot. My, my, <laughs> my favorite Halloween game, I, I I it's hard for me not to say it, and I don't play a whole lot of horror games now, but it's it's Resident Evil Two. It's, oh, the it's second my, one. Right. Yeah, it's it's the first horror theme game that I actually ever played. And um, it's just, a, and it was a very special game. It still is, you know. If you talk to a lot of retro gamers when they talk about the horror genre, Resident Evil One was amazing, and it still is. I love that game. Resident Evil Two was it just made it, it even ju- better. It, it just made it that much better, and you know, uh, the story was was um, you know that much larger. It, you know, being in that police station. Um, you know the the G virus and and you know the different places you went, uh, the fact that you could play as the two different characters and they all they each had their own story. You know it wasn't just a difficulty. They actually had in order to beat that game, you had to play both sides of the disc. You had to play Claire's story, and you have to you had to beat Chris um, Leon's story. Yeah, that's to, to get just one I've play. never played played through. Right. Know. So we'll we'll probably still t- on we'll, the hunt for the sixty four version. Great version, great version. We'll we'll have to talk about that maybe next Halloween. So that's my favorite game. Um, you know what's what's your favorite Halloween game, Trent? Um, I favorite Halloween game. I mean, I want to say or, the or, I, or, I, or horror. Thing. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I do. I I want to say Resident Evil. Um, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The really? first one. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. just I mean, we talked. I mean, when, we, when did we do that episode? Two or three years ago. The Resident Evil one, where we talked it about was a year and a half ago. Because yeah, I mean, because you know, that's just the first time playing. You want to do it again? <laughs> We're just gonna do the whole episode over. <laughs> it's just like the first time playing that game. I don't know how to like, unless you lived in that time and ni- when that game. The first came game. Out. I, the first game I saw and played on PlayStation One. 
Yeah. Like, it's hard to describe that feeling of playing Resident Evil for the first time, especially when you're that age, when you're, like, balls deep in video games, where it's, like, your life. It wasn't like we played Mortal Kombat 3, and it was like, oh, you know, this is the next level of, like, gaming. It's like, no, this is the next level of gaming. Where you were, like, you you would literally get that jump scare. You know, that first time going through that hallway where you're going and all of a sudden the, the wolves dog. jump through the, 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 the glass the window dog. and you're just like freaking out. You got to spin around. Well, and I told I gun. told that story about how Brian Household was like, it was like, I know, yeah, take sounds... the controller. Just walk forward. <laughs> no, there's nothing. Oh, you're fine. That's what I'm saying. There was no, there was nothing ever like that. I dropped that. the controller on the ground. <laughs> yeah. Or just, you know, when you walk into that first level and the zombies eating the brain, he's like, <laughs> and just spins around. He's like, <laughs> Um, it is a special. It is a very, very special game. And then I just want to say, like, in terms of like the only time I would probably play it was yeah. the one we did last Halloween, which was the Friday the Thirteenth game. Oh, I know, yeah, I know yeah. you don't like it, but I just it's just kind of like a fun game where you're like, if it's the Halloween season, you're like, yeah, let's just pop this in just to play. For I don't a have a problem. I don't have a problem with that. <laughs> I don't. Have, what about? Uh, yeah, no, I don't have a problem with that because I remember Adam Shaw brought that over our house and it was. It was a special game for the special time of year. It's not great, but you know what? You put it in for 15, 20 minutes, just have some fun with it, reminisce. And then, not that it's a particularly good game. Polter but, guy. Uh, <laughs> no, but it would be um, uh, the original Adams Family on the Nintendo. I don't know if you ever played that one. No. No, but that's like, I used to play it at Justin Donato's house. He had it, and we would just, we'd play it. A lot, but I don't know if it was one of those games when you're young, you don't know it's a bad game or if it's just really difficult. Right. So I, I'm sure right. if I played it now, you'd be like, well, this is terrible. Maybe. But it's an honorable mention Maybe because not. I have that memory of playing it. Oh, and, and one other. One one more. Oh, would, we can, t- we can talk be, about some of our favorites. I think the last one would be Maniac Mansion. That was another one that he had, too, that we would play. I think that's like... I don't understand that game, though. No, I know. But I think it's like... The how def- would you understand it at that age? I know. But I, th- I still think it's like the definition of like a, a Halloween game. It's not scary, per se, but it just has that like Halloween kind of theme to it. Mm. But the, not Halloween. You know what I mean? No, I know. Oh, man. So, I just so Kind of so, so, creepy, so my, spooky. So my mind's racing a little bit. Yeah, and yeah. I forgot about, obviously, a great game that most people don't know about on the Genesis was The Haunting featuring Poltergeist. That's what I just said. Oh, you saw Poltergeist. Oh, Poltergeist. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that, I mean, that would be the uh, the is ultimate Halloween game. Is that like Casper game. or something like that? I don't... You gotta have Casper. <laughs> uh, I don't know if it plays like... I know The Haunting Starring Poltergeist Wednesday Adams. is you're in you're in a house and you're the, uh, you're the, the ghost and you're haunting the other people so you have to you jump into random items and try to scare the people out of the house. I don't know if that's how the Casper game plays. No, I think you're all. just you're Casper and you're just running around. <laughs> you're look, just you're just a ghost looking for stuff. Bounce that ghost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, for me, a lot of uh, you know the 16-bit games. There wasn't a whole lot of that. You know, I mean, it almost seemed like maybe there was more for the Nintendo. Um, you know, I, I got to mention uh, Splatterhouse and Splatterhouse 2. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. th- those those are those are similar games in the way that they are more than the sum of their parts. You know, the Splatterhouse games have such atmosphere that there's not a whole lot going on with the gameplay, but because Namco did such a good job of building this game up with the story, the sound effects, the eeriness, it makes the game more than the sum of its parts. That's how I feel about Zombies Ate My Neighbors is this game is bigger than what it actually is, which is shows how great of a job these people did making this game. So, you know, that's another one for me. 
I would say the other one for me is Legacy of Kane and Legacy of Kane Soul Reaver. Um, one of okay. those, one of the mm-hmm. other first games that I saw on the PlayStation, it was literally the same night I saw, you know, I, the Household Boys must have just loved horror games because they had Resident Evil and they had Legacy of Cain, the original, which was almost like a Zelda-like where you're kind of going through places and mazes and, you know, opening things and unlocking stuff and, look, you know, going through challenge rooms and, um, but you know, a game that has an ominous sort of uh, atmosphere and and the, and the story where this guy gets crucified and then brought back to life as a vampire. And then the whole story of Soul Reaver where Raziel, you know, gets, gets, you know, risen from the dead. And then that whole story arc of him and Kane going back and forth. Um, just iconic game, iconic games, um, you know, Soul Reaver, which was a marvel for the PlayStation 1 in terms of it actually being produced and made on that PlayStation 1. And then seeing, I remember, the the Dreamcast port, which made me want to buy that game at a, a kiosk in Babbage's, um, or it might have been GameStop at the time, and you see Raziel look up when he's got his, um, his face cover, and it's actually stretching with where he's going. And the the graphical fidelity that they were able to create and it just it made that game more than it was, you know. And that's another Zelda like three D Zelda like game. So, you know, those are the games that I think of when I when I really think of Halloween and I think of the Halloween games that are special to me. I think those are really really big for me, you know. In some cases, Alone in the Dark One, um, uh, you know, is is a special game. Nah. But um, it's 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 only because I I played it very very early on and it it was one, the first time I had like a jump scare. But it, you know I really think of Legacy of Cain, Splatterhouse, Zombies Ate My Neighbors. Um, you know those are the games that you remember back in the day in that 16-bit sort of 32-bit era. That um, you know even even 128-bit era if you think about the Dreamcast. Ooh. Yeah, but uh, you know those are the games that I really think of fondly when I when I think of Halloween games. It's a spooky, scary time. Yeah, I'm sure there's there's definitely more. Um, but we don't those, have enough time. Those are the ones coming off the top of the head. So <laughs> we're out of time. Lake it's Sting. We're out of time. Oh man, <laughs> Sting. He's kind of a horror game in and of himself. You know. I know. He makes uh he makes WCW NWO Revenge a horror game that intro. Oh yeah, with where, the he's, truck. Where, where he's got that crow <laughs> style with the rain coming down. And got the truck driver. He's like, yeah. huh? Uh, uh. <laughs> it's like has nothing to do with wrestling. <laughs> Why is Sting out in the middle of the road and there's a truck driver about to run him over? Because it creates the atmosphere, baby. You know you're you know you're playing a real deal game. So, right. but anyways, guys, uh, hopefully you've enjoyed this. We'd love to hear some of the some of the horror themed games that you guys have loved growing up. Um, you know, Please, so, uh, someone, anyone, just leave a comment. <laughs> let us, anything. Let us know. Let us know what you guys were. A thumbs into. up. A thumbs down. <laughs> yeah, get, you know, th- throw us a like. Throw us a subscribe. Um, let us know what you guys. Or just unsubscribe. Wanna... We just want some action. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Any kind of stimulus would be good, even if you break up with us. Um, but yeah, we're the Turbo Duo guys. Thank you so much for listening. Hopefully, you've enjoyed this and. Uh, you know the holidays are coming, so we hopefully will be back with uh, with some more content for you guys, some more episodes, and uh, you know we'll be having a, a Christmas episode as well. We also have retro, uh, um, not retro. RWX. We've, we've got the Retro <laughs> World Expo coming up, finally coming back. The return. So we uh, we're excited to get back in action there. We'll probably have a pickups video for you guys after that. What's the, what's the date for that? Oh, most definitely. It's November. November sixth. Right? November sixth. So that's coming up. 
So we'll be on the lookout for that. And, Real um, Ford. Yeah, we, we might even throw up an episode uh, right after this one, actually, for that. Uh, oh for, yeah, for pickups for that for oh, for, yeah. for that day. So uh, boom, boom, so, boom. So be on the lookout, guys. Hopefully, you're having a great day. Uh, be safe. Be happy. Be healthy. Be know know that everything positive comes from above and sometimes below. <laughs> and as always, keep it turbo. <laughs> and your little cat too. Yeah.